up, everyone? Welcome to the fourth edition of the J&J Talk NBA podcast. This is Justin Lester, and my brother Jordan is here as well. I am Jordan, and this is my friend Ethan Thompson from high school. Uh, we balled out together, East Lake High School. Go Wolves. Go <laughs> Wolves, baby. What up? Yep. <laughs> and Three East Lake alumni here. Yep. Go ahead, Justin. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we wanted to check in with you guys now that the playoffs are over. Uh, we made some predictions before they started. Many of those turned out to be wrong, um, as is everyone's predictions. Um, but let's do a little recap and uh, get our thoughts on the finals. Uh, Jordan, you want to share your thoughts first? Yeah. For some reason, I became a Celtics fan during the finals. I'm not sure why, but uh, I was rooting for the Celtics. I felt like they had the more athletic, bigger team. I felt like they were honestly a better team, but the Warriors just made some adjustments. And honestly, Curry basically single-handedly winning game four is what won them the series. Because if he, if they didn't escape there and they went down 3-1, I don't see them winning the series. But I think that was just the turning point in the series. Um, I think Jalen Brown is better than Jason Tatum. <laughs> um, and yeah, those are my thoughts. By you, Ethan. Um, well, I was correct. Jordan was wrong. I had the Warriors in six. <laughs> I tried to, try to tell him. Uh, no, dude, I mean, I, honestly, it played out pretty similarly to what I thought. Uh, my big takeaway was that Draymond is washed. Um, <laughs> like straight up, I had an Instagram poll on if he was trash or not, and the results came in that he was indeed trash. Um, so, I mean, if you picked, I think Jordan picked wrong on that one, too. Um, said he wasn't trash. But, no, dude, I mean, I, I, I think the Warriors, I think preseason – my pick was Bucks Warriors. Obviously, the Bucks got derailed by Chris Milton's injury, but dude, I kind of rode with them the whole time. I mean, they had that that lull in the second half of the season, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, the West I feel like wasn't as strong as as it could have been, um, and so at the end of the day, I mean, the more experienced team prevailed in six. I mean, you give it a couple of years, who knows? But I mean, right now, I definitely think the best team won. Yeah, yeah, I do not think this was a super great Warriors team. Like in another mm-hmm. year. Maybe they don't win the championship, but I think you're probably right. The right team won. Uh, I was with Jordan. I thought the Celtics were the better team. Even after game one, I was like, I, I cannot see the Celtics losing. And then Tatum did not play well, to say the least. Um, I do not think Jalen Brown is better than him. That's blasphemous. <laughs> um, Tatum is clearly the superior player. Um, but I, I do think the Bucks would have made the finals if Middleton did not get hurt. Um so that would have been probably a more fun matchup, seeing Giannis versus Curry. I think Giannis probably would have gotten the best of him. But regardless, it was a really fun playoffs. There was a lot of blowouts. Um, that was kind of a bummer. But really fun playoffs. And we got an iconic Curry game uh, in Game 4, like you mentioned. So Yeah, I was, uh, I was at Jurassic World uh, during that game. So uh, <laughs> I was getting up to, I was on Bleacher Report. And I was like, of course. like <laughs> One game Curry goes off, I'm like not even watching. So I probably shouldn't have said that on the air. But yeah. <laughs> Dang, that's yeah, we, we just lost a lot of credibility as a podcast. Thanks. Yeah, don't, 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 don't have me back. The, the movie was okay, though. So. <laughs> that's cool. Um, we'll get into some questions just about the playoffs. Uh, we'll start with Ethan. Ethan, who was your most disappointing team of the playoffs? Uh, most disappointing? Well, you see, now you're, tricking the, now you're changing the question on me because the original question was most underachieving. Uh, I feel like it's different than disappointing. I guess. We'll go underachieving. We'll go with the original. I would say, I'm not sure. I mean, oh, 
It's tough. As far as overachieving, I think Miami overachieved. Um, I think that's their ceiling. And I don't think – dude, it's tough. I don't think Jimmy Butler really is a number one on a, on a championship team. Um, I mean, I do the, I'm watching them play. They had no offense whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so I think they, they got about as far as they could. As far as, a, as an underachieving team, it's hard to say realistically the Suns. I mean, they, you know, going in with such a good record, having such a dominant regular season, and to be up in that series, you've got Chris Paul, you've got Booker. I mean, it just seemed like all, like the whole regular season, they were just on a, you know, rolling. And then to have, you know, have them lose the way they did, um, you know, to, to Luka and to the Mavs. I mean, I, I thought, in my opinion, probably the least, the most underachieving team would be the Suns, given how much momentum and how much, I guess, prowess they had during the regular season. Justin, you want to go next? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think it's the Suns. And that that Game 7 against Dallas, I will never forget where I was. And that is – I've watched the highlights of that game probably 15 times since because it's just one of the craziest outcomes I've seen in a while. Um, like you're going against a guy that's going to be an all-timer like Luka, so you kind of have an excuse. But the way they lost was just ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um and the way Chris Paul just kind of bowed out like that, very disappointing. So I'll, I'll agree with Ethan. Jordan? Yeah, no, I agree. I think the Suns are the most underachieving. Like you were saying, that Game 7, they just they just did not have a good game plan against the Mavericks. Like, they, like watching that game, I mean, basically a lot of what the Mavericks tried to do is manipulate the defense to get the weakest defender on Luka. And then Luka would just go one-on-one, either like shoot a step back three or get by him, get to the rim or kick out for a three. And the Suns were just like letting them easily switch. And I don't know why they were doing that, but they just did not have a good game plan. And they definitely should have won that series and potentially gone farther in the playoffs. So they were definitely the most underachieving, overachieving. I actually had the Celtics. Um, I picked Suns versus Nets in the finals. Going into the- so, such a bad take, bro. <laughs> so bad. I mean, that's, bro, KD and Kyrie, like, you never know. But uh, Celtics, I mean, I don't. You do know. <laughs> you do now. But going into the playoffs, I don't really think anybody, I mean, maybe a, a couple people, but not many people have the Celtics going to the finals. And Tatum's run. As much crap as I give Tatum and as much praise as I give Jalen Brown, Tatum did have an incredible run getting past KD in a sweep, getting past Giannis, even though he didn't have Middleton. Giannis played out of his mind. And and then getting past the number one team in the East, the Heat, and Jimmy Butler. I mean, that's that's a pretty good run. And um, kind of felt like they ran out of gas a little bit in the finals. But overall, I would probably say they were the most overachieving, in my opinion. Yeah, the biggest bummer for me was Tatum, like, shying away from shots. Like, I can totally understand him having a bad series, especially he played in the Olympics. He's been playing for 11 months straight, um, a ton of minutes. They played really hard on defense every game. They had to to get to this point. So I can understand him being gassed totally, but you got to at least try. you got to put up the shots, even if you go four for 20. Um, but, spoiler alert, I still might have him in my top 10 players. So... <laughs> Well, he, as well, I mean, I'm sure you guys saw this too, but like all series long, you know, at post games or 
just to the media, he was talking about like basically questioning himself on like, I don't know if I'm a superstar. I don't know if I'm that guy. Yeah. There's times I do that. And to be admitting that like in the finals, like that is bulletin board material. And it showed like you watch him play, like you watch him, you know, settle for jumpers. You watch it. I mean, you could just see with how many turnovers. I think he had a hundred turnovers in the whole playoffs, something crazy like that. Like, like you could just see that self doubt. And that's the kind of stuff like a, like a Kobe, like an MJ, and, and like a LeBron, especially in the second half of LeBron's career. Even in the beginning, never would have heard one of them say something like that. For me, dude, that's such a big red flag. I mean, I don't know if I would go so far as to say Jalen Brown's better, but Jalen Brown has a lot more dog. Yes. Like, has a lot more dog in him. So at the end of the day, which one you want, I'm not sure. But definitely, definitely underachieved, that's for sure. Yeah, I feel like Tatum, I mean, he. it's weird because he shot better from the three-point line in the finals than he did from the field. Like he was, he was hitting his threes for the most part, but every time he would go to the basket, he would be, I feel like looking for contact rather than just focusing on actually finishing the the play, like finishing through the contact. He was just trying to get the foul, trying to swipe through, like going up for layups and ball wouldn't even hit the rim. So he's, I, that's, I mean, Jalen Brown had some tough finishes and he finishes through contact. So I agree with Ethan. He's, he's a dog, man. He's, he's got more dog in him, for sure. Yeah, Tatum was complaining to the reps way too much. And NBA players do in general. Like, obviously, Draymond does as well. But NBA reps are amazing compared to every other ref in the world. Yeah. And I just, spoiler alert, like, there will be bad calls next season. So, like, just be ready for it. It's going to happen. So, yeah. I tried to tell our mom that back in the day, too. There will be calls that are missed in tonight's <laughs> game. But she didn't listen. So, uh, should we discuss early favorites for next season? Jordan, you got any early favorites? Yeah. Uh, so I picked one from the West and one from the East. My favorite in the East is the Bucks. I think with uh, a healthy Middleton and same returning crew. I'm a big Drew Holiday fan. I think he is the best defender in the NBA. I've said that on a previous podcast. Um, and obviously Giannis was amazing in this playoff run. I mean, this can't you know, go against any, like his legacy at all for what he did. Um, and with a healthy squad, I think they probably would have made the finals this year. Um, so next year I'd probably have them as the favorites in the East. My favorites in the West, the Clippers. Healthy Kawhi, healthy Paul George. Not Soft. a thing. They don't exist. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, a healthy Kawhi, man, like he's a dog. I'll, I'll talk about where he ranks later on. But I just I think the Clippers with them two guys healthy and solid supporting cast I think they are my favorite in the West for next year. What about you, Ethan? Yeah, I mean I haven't seen a healthy Kawhi since San Diego State University and Jim Forget. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far, uh, dude. I think realistically, I think it's the Warriors again for real. Um, I mean, you got Jordan Poole. Coming up, you got Wiseman coming up, Kaminga coming up. You've, I mean, Dre's trash, but Steph's, I mean, Steph's still like, he doesn't rely on athleticism, even if he's getting old. What is he, 32, 33 years old? 34. Uh, 34. Oh, he's 34. Okay, yeah. I mean, I still think he'll be nice. Clay is struggling. I, I would still pick the Warriors to win the West. I mean, I'd like to see, I'd like to see LeBron, you know, figure, I'd like to see the Lakers figure something out. Uh, yeah, for real. You know, a little, little sign and trade with Kyrie. I don't know. Uh, but I, I don't see anyone else. I think it's still too early for Luka and for the Mavs. I definitely don't think it's the Jazz. Um, so I probably I probably pick the Warriors. Dude, I mean, I'm probably basic, man. I'll probably go with my same pick as last year. I'll probably take the Bucks again. 
out of the East. I mean, again, I think they're they're a Chris Middleton injury away from from realistically beating the Celtics and I think beating the Warriors this year in the finals if they're all healthy. Obviously, you can always say something about injuries. You know, you can always go back and what if this or what if that. But going into next year with the, with the motivated Giannis, hopefully with a healthy team, um, I like the Bucks. I probably go Bucks Warriors again. Realistically, I know it's too early, and it takes you know we'll see what happens with free agency and, and, and things like that. But that's that'd probably be my picks. I like it. Thank you guys. Nailed it. Let's uh, let's go on to Steph Curry's legacy. Uh, I've heard a lot of talk about Steph these last few days. Um, people just overreact as usual. Um, but he did win his fourth ring, and he won his second without KD. Um, so there's been a lot of talk about Steph versus KD, Steph versus other all-time point guards. Uh, Jordan, do you have any thoughts on where Steph ranks compared to KD or some legendary point guards? I'd probably rank him as the number two point guard of all time, probably behind Magic. Um, I think Steph is the best shooter of all time. I think that was already established before this finals run. Um, but I feel like this finals run and this finals MVP just got was probably his most significant. Uh, He probably could have gotten finals MVP in 2015. They gave it to Iguodala for holding LeBron to 35, 12, and 9, um, which is kind of blasphemous. (laughs) But, um, and then obviously the next two with KD, those were kind of expected. They would have won another one in 2019 if KD and Clay are healthy. Um, But this one, I mean, he, he carried the team. I mean, I think feel like Wiggins was probably the second best player for the Warriors in this series, and he averaged like 18. I think Curry averaged 32 in this in this finals run, and he just put the team on his back. And that game four is going to go down in history as one of those legendary performances. Um, so I'd have him top 10 of all time, and probably the top, probably the second best point guard of all time. Go for it, Ethan. Yeah, I mean, uh, I agree. I probably put him second all time as, as far as point guards. I don't think he's ahead of Magic yet. I think that's just tough. Definitely greatest shooter of all time, no question. Um, when it comes to a top ten, I just don't know if I can kick out someone who's already, in my opinion, in the top ten. If that makes sense. I mean, I can't break down my whole list, but I can rattle off ten names quick. And I, I mean, I don't know if I can put Steph in front of any of them. In no particular order, MJ, Kareem, LeBron, Magic, Kobe, Bird, Duncan, Wilt, Bill, and Shaq. So I guess, Jordan, for you, who, who would you take off that list to put Steph in? That's the thing with top tens is the yeah. top ten. <laughs> yeah, there has to be somebody from that list. I would probably – There has to be. Bill Simmons has uh, Steph over Shaq now. I was going to say Shaq, yeah. That's tough. They're so different. They're both so dominant in their in their lane. I don't four four rings. I don't know. Shaq was so dominant, bro. In the finals too. I mean, if you if you want to compare like player to player based on talent, Steph and Shaq are probably both better than Bill Russell. And also, in my opinion, I mean, I don't know. Bill Russell played in a time where what where there were like twelve teams in the NBA. And I mean, obviously, he has eleven titles, but like. That's where it's kind of tough to compare eras because the NBA was just so much different back then. Oh, same same thing with Will too. I mean, I almost you almost like can't can't even count it because <laughs> he yeah. goes like fifty a night against like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But from that 
10 that you just mentioned, I would probably take him over Shaq. Yeah, I think the uh, the top 10 talk with Seth is probably a little aggressive. Um, I'm probably with Ethan there. I think he's probably like 12 to 15 range. I This might sound crazy for some people. I would still have KD over him. Uh, I just think straight up KD is a better player, like no debate. Um, if you want to talk about career accolades, achievements, yeah, it's kind of the same thing as the LeBron Jordan debate. Like, I think Jordan and I agree that LeBron is the better player. If you want to say Jordan has the better career resume, okay. Maybe we could say the same thing about KD versus Steph. But we saw them on the same team. It was clearly KD is the best player, and this year did not change that for me. Um, I've also seen some Curry versus Kobe debate, which I don't know if you guys think that's crazy, but I've heard some of that rumblings as well. Interesting. I'd take Kobe. Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, Kobe's more of a killer. I'd probably still take Kobe. I don't know. If, if Steph gets five, another finals MVP, I think that you got like a legit debate. But until then, I don't think so. Yeah. Agreed. What about uh, Ethan? I'll ask you this first. How do you think this affects, how do you think this title affects Katie and Kyrie's legacy? Obviously, Katie left the Warriors, Kyrie left the Celtics. They're both back in the finals. They, the Warriors won before KD, with KD, and after KD. So, I've seen a lot of takes where that are saying like, KD's legacy is dead, <laughs> which I don't agree with, obviously. But what, what do you, you guys what's your see? Take on that? KD's, you guys see KD's tweet about that? That's not, it's been dead since like 2016. <laughs> yeah, but dude, it has been, bro. Like, how can this not like eat his legacy, bro? Like, they won without him. They, he plugged and played after losing to them in the Western Conference Finals. Like, obviously, like, who knows what would have happened. I, I think LeBron at least wins one more of those if, if KD or if KD's not there. But again, the fact that they won without him, basically with the same, you know, the same core, plus like a Jordan Poole and Wiggins. I don't know. I mean, it, it can't help it, right? And I definitely don't think it's stagnant. I mean, I think if they lose, it could help his, you know, if they lost, it could have helped his legacy. I mean, they're like, see, like, you needed me, but they, like, didn't. So, clearly, he's got to hurt it to an extent. Do I think he's dead? No, but I think he's got to win one in Brooklyn. Like, he has to win one by himself. Otherwise, the talk of, like, two fake rings and things like that, like it, it's never going to stop because that's all you'll be able to point to. Um, with Kyrie's, obviously, on a lesser degree, I mean, that dude is freaking flat earther. Like, I mean, he, like, literally, like <laughs> – <laughs> with uh, like with Boston, right? Like they were better without him when he was on the team. They were better now that he left. I mean, for them to, to achieve what they did and to have, I mean, Kyrie lose to Boston in the first round. I mean, that's just yeah. I think basically they both got rocked these playoffs realistically. <laughs> like that is a that's about as bad as it could have gone for those two. And now Kyrie wants out, so I didn't know. But I, bottom line is, I think it hurt both of them for sure. Yeah, I hate to say it. I, I agree. I, I love KD. I think he's one of the probably top five most talented guys ever. Um, he didn't land in the right spot. It's, I mean, if they had kept Harden, maybe they would have won one or two. Um, but it's all about where you land. It's all about where you get drafted. Um, if he had landed somewhere else, maybe he has five rings by now. That's not the case, and you got to go get him. So, uh, Jordan, any other thoughts on uh, KD's legacy? Yeah, I definitely think KD was rooting for them to lose. I mean, it's definitely going to affect his legacy. I mean, like, 
in terms of my all-time players, I, I have Curry over KD just based on, you know, what has happened literally like in the last week. <laughs> I mean, this, this last finals was huge for Curry's legacy. And overall, I think KD is a more talented player and affects the game probably in more ways than Curry. But like Ethan was saying, he's got to win one as the main guy. He's got to win one as the bus driver, like Charles Barkley likes to say. Because um, when he was in, he was, he was in, when he was in Golden State, I mean, it still was Curry's team. They had already established themselves as a championship team before he was there. And then Draymond called him right after the 2016 Finals and was like, "Hey, can you come play for us?" <laughs> trash, absolute trash. Yeah. Draymond also, just, this guy is gonna be so annoying this summer. Like. I, I love Draymond's podcast, but oh man, like he <laughs> he's gonna talk so much this whole summer. You got to give the guy credit. He was he was going after people on Twitter during the finals. Like he was not backing down from anything. Which I I would have turned off social media. I would have gone zero dark, whatever LeBron does. Zero dark twenty three. <laughs> zero dark thirty. <laughs> zero dark thirty. Um, but Draymond was just battling people online. You got to give him credit. Yeah. All right, should we go into uh, – next we'll do top our top players in the NBA. Should we just do, like, top ten? Yeah, first okay. for me. Ethan, you want to go first? Yeah, I can go. Um, I'm a little I'm a little shaky on it, but I will go uh, – we should go top to bottom or bottom to top? Like, one to ten or ten to one? Top to bottom. One to, one to ten. One to ten. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got Giannis number one. Uh, I have LeBron still as number two. Um, KD is number three. I'll put Steph at number. I see. Here's the thing. I did not include Kawhi because I haven't. I literally just don't remember what he looks like. <laughs> so I just like I gotta. Do, I, I'm gonna take him out for this based off of like how the season was going into next season. Obviously, when healthy, I'll put him in there. But I just. I can't right now. So I have Steph as number four. I have Luca as number five. Uh, Jordan knows I freaking love Luca. Freaking love him. Um, and then I have Embiid at six, Jokic at seven, Tatum at eight. I still have AD at nine. I'm hoping. I don't know. And then Lillard at ten. Those are my top ten. I'm a little shaky on, towards the end of it. I feel good about my top five. But. Lillard's a tough one because he obviously he was out for a while, but before that he didn't have a great season. Um, he's pretty consensus top 10 before the season I feel like but now who knows Justin, you Jordan you got yours oh okay I'll go so I got the same number one I got Giannis uh, I got KD number two LeBron three I think I have an idea of what Kawhi looks like so I'll put him number four <laughs> um, I got Embiid five slightly over Jokic despite the MVP voting Jokic six, Luca seven. So I got Curry down at eight. Wow, feels too low, but I just I couldn't I can't put him any over any of those guys. So, um, I got Butler nine, and I don't feel great about this, but Tatum ten. Yeah, so you have Jordan has Jordan has Jalen Brown top five. So don't even worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I I say that, but in all honesty, I think Tatum is probably a better player. But I was I was just joking to Justin about that the whole finals. But uh, eh. <laughs> I mean, the 
the volume of text messages says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My top 10, pretty similar to both you guys. Giannis 1, KD 2, Braun 3, Kawhi 4, Steph 5, Luka 6, Embiid 7, Jokic 8, Tatum 9, and Butler 10. If I had to take Kawhi out, I'd slide everybody up and then probably put Lillard at 10. Over 80. Probably Lillard over 80, yeah. So none of us have Luka, or none of us have Jokic in our top five, huh? I can't, bro. Yeah, I, just, I, like, I like him, but I can't. Yeah, I like him too. I just don't think, I think Embiid just is a slightly better, like, I mean, obviously Jokic is a better playmaker. I feel like Embiid is probably a more dominant scorer than him and affects the game more defensively I feel like man all the uh, all the nerds in NBA media will strongly disagree with us but (laughs) (laughs) yeah I got Embiid slightly where would you guys put Ja Morant I'm pretty high on Ja I I think you know that I I, like 11th like for me like maybe 11th like we're right outside of my top ten, we've been talking. Obviously, if the Earth is flat. Kyrie's number one. Since it's not, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't put him in there. So, dude, for me, it's eleven or twelve for Jaw. I do. I think he's so exciting. I think he's nasty. The weird thing with Jaw, though, is how well the Grizzlies played without him. Like how good they were without him. I mean, obviously, that has a lot to do with how good they are as a team and, and as a unit. But for me, dude, if I'm picking. If I was like picking a team to build and I have like the 11th pick and he's still there, I'd probably take John. Yeah, I, I did my uh, my top players list back to 15 and he didn't make my top 15, but he's I think he's right there, number 16. I have uh, Paul George over him. I have Booker over him. Don't feel good about either of those, but that, to me, all those guys are roughly the same. Hey, on that note real quick, just on Booker, so... I was I was trying to figure out who I felt underachieved the most. Do you think anyone? Let's, let's, let's take Tatum aside since he took his team to the finals. Anyone underachieved more than Devin Booker, who was supposedly a top five MVP candidate and everything, and just disappeared at the end of that series? Mm. That's yeah, that's a tough one. I would either go probably Booker or I was thinking KD maybe. I mean, KD still averaged 26 in that Celtics series, but super inefficient and just, I mean, you see what Giannis did to the Celtics, you see what Steph did to the Celtics, and you see what Jimmy Butler did to the Celtics. Like, that's the same team, and KD just didn't get it done like those guys did. But, yeah, I'd probably go KD, but Booker is probably a close second. Yeah, I would I would put CP3 in there too. I think he was probably more disappointing than Book. Um, although Book is supposed to be that top ten guy, and Luca showed him that he is significantly better than him. So. Luca is his father. <laughs> hey, uh, a name that has not come up on this entire podcast is James Harden. It's a great point. Just words. I mean, I'll probably throw that out there. I mean, I don't even know what we expected him. If he, did he underachieve, or is that just the new standard? That's the thing. Like, is is he who we thought he was? So that's why we didn't even bring him up. Yeah, I don't know. He's definitely regressed. His he has the worst hamstrings in the entire world, <laughs> and he's also like four hundred pounds now. Other than that, 
<laughs> no, he's. I feel like he's still he's still up there, but he's not the same. That he, he's not Houston James Harden anymore. Should we go to uh, some free agency NBA draft talk? Yeah, I, f- I freaking got a text from Ethan this morning saying Kyrie with the eyes emoji, and I didn't know what it was at first, so I immediately opened Bleacher Report, and I saw, and I saw that he was like, like tweeted some crypt- cryptic thing about free agency and his talks with Brooklyn have stalled or whatever, and pretty excited about that. <laughs> we'll see. Man, we can't let KD get left on an island, though. They got to get someone good back for him. But is he he's a free agent? I'm not sure. I'd have to look. Um, I would hope they could get something for him. There was some talk about uh, how KD kind of helped the Warriors get this title because he could have just left them, but he allowed them to do a sign and trade that eventually got them Wiggins. So you think Kyrie would do the same for the Nets? I wouldn't trust him to. <laughs> Yeah, same. I mean, if they're, again, if the earth was flat, we have a different podcast, but it's <laughs> <laughs> Would you, would you guys, I think we're all Lakers fans here. I mean, not Lakers fans, but LeBron fans. LeBron fans. Yeah. LeBron fans yes. Would you guys take Kyrie on the Lakers? I mean, I would. Like, I 100% would. Based 100%. on the year that the Lakers had last year, like. What if I have to give up AD, though? Oh, then I wouldn't. Because that's what, that's what I've heard talk, thrown out a little bit, like, you know, an AD for Kyrie and, and something. I give up Russ in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I'll give, give up Russ for, like, a Costco pizza right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, just based on the Lakers last year, like, I feel like they they need to change multiple things up. They need more shooters. AD needs to stay healthy. And I would give up, like, picks. I mean, they have LeBron right now. Like, they need to go all in. Do you guys see uh, anyone else in free agency moving? It seems like most of the top guys, like Levine, Beal, um, Harden, all those guys are probably going to stay put. But do you guys see anything crazy happening? Maybe with DeAndre Ayton? Honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'd like to see it. Free agency is always weird. Like, in, in a minute, it could flip. You know what I mean? Like, like all of a sudden, well, like, Zach wants out because, yeah, I have no idea. I'd love, because I'm, dude, I, I've become a huge Mavs fan, like, out of nowhere. Basically, just out of, like, out of Slovenia, I've become a huge fan. But I would, dude, I'd love to see Zach or Beal or honestly Aiden like any of those top three agents, like they, I feel like dude, they need something because like they've got something so good with the young Luca right now if they could pull off something ideally in free agency so you don't have to give anything up I'm not sure what their cap space looks like I mean yeah but like if you have to like forego signing Jalen Brunson <laughs> to get like Zach or Brad I mean it's a no-brainer and I think with that I mean if they can snap one of those I'd say Aiden Levine or Beal uh since those seem to be the headliners for free agency Unless I'm missing someone. Um, I think you want to know. They're, they've got to be the first or second favorite in the West at that point. Yeah, if I'm the Mavs, I'm I'm going all after Beal or Levine. I think they just got uh, Christian Wood. I saw that. That's true. They got Wood. that side in trade. So I probably wouldn't go as hard at Aiden. But if they could, if they roll out Luka, Bradley Beal, and um, 
Christian Wood and then you surround it with some shooters. Sweet. Like that's that's a that's a contender. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, honestly, Luca. Yeah, Brunson's a good player and they got some good three and D guys, but he for the most part he kind of took them there on his own. Um and He's if they so make some nice. more threes what's that? He's so nice. He is. If they make some more threes, maybe they beat the Warriors one more game or two more games. So they're they're right there. How would you, Ethan, as a Mavericks, as a huge Mavericks fan that you are now, how would you, how would you feel about while Jalen Brunson's stock is this high? How would you feel about trading him? Uh dude, I, I just think I don't think Jalen Brunson is sustainable. Like I, I mean, I, he had a he had a decent season and a, and a good playoff run, but I, I'm not. Pitching my wagon to Jalen Brunson, I, I'd much rather. I think it's his. I think he's he, that's his ceiling. Like he has reached his ceiling. And so I, I, I don't. I'm not attached to him specifically. I'd much rather see if I can get something else, honestly, than like a five foot five Jalen Brunson. <laughs> yeah, I would. So I would. I would probably try to go after Bill Levine or another wing type of scorer slash shooter that is like a star. And package Brunson with picks and other pieces to try and get one of those guys. Because I mean, I feel like Brunson's stock, like you were saying, will never be higher. So, on the same, I guess West Western Conference, not as much a free agency question, but on the Jazz, do you keep it the same? Do you trade Donovan? Do you trade Rudy? I mean, what do you do? You blow it up. All of it. You you blow it all up. They're like sworn to. Not mediocrity, but like, I don't think I don't think that combination is like good enough to get you a championship. Who do you get rid of, or do you literally are you saying get rid of both? I might I might just get rid of both. Trade Donovan Mitchell to the Heat. Get back like Hero and picks. Trade Gobert to who could take Gobert right now? The Nets. For who you give up? You give up Mitchell and Gobert for like Tyler Hero and who? It's just honestly a bunch of picks. I mean, I just I don't know. Nick Claxton, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what would you do? Like, I don't know. I mean, if you had I mean, to keep one of them, I would keep Donovan. Well, that's the problem, though. Is is that I mean, I do. I, I mean, I'm kind of messing with the Jazz because I've got ties to Utah. So it's tough uh, just because you keep the better player and trade the worst, but you get less in return, or you keep the worst of the two and get more in return for trading Donovan. I'm not sure what I would do. I'm just curious. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Gobert, his value could be pretty high for certain teams who need a big to catch lobs and block shots like the Nets. or I'm trying to think of other teams, but I would probably – I mean, you I – you trade him to Brooklyn for uh, for Kyrie. You got Kyrie and Mitchell. Good. <laughs> Is the Earth flat or? <laughs> <laughs> Justin, what would you do with the with the Jazz? That's really tough. I'm I'm not sold on Mitchell being a number one. I think that's probably pretty clear at this point. Um, he's the number two on a good team. Um, so it depends. Like I think you either. Totally, totally restart it, like you said, Jordan. Or, or you got to find someone who's better than Mitchell, and that's almost impossible. So I, I probably lean towards just blowing it up, like you said. How would you guys feel about a Go Bear for Kyrie straight up trade? 
who just wins. anything involving Kyrie makes me hesitate. <laughs> I mean, I I think both teams take it in theory. I mean, uh, if Kyrie's going to walk, I mean, you probably will get a lot better than Rudy as far as I mean, who's willing to give up that for Kyrie? And if I'm the Jazz, like, is Kyrie an upgrade over Rudy? Yes. Like, who says no? Like, as far as, like, the Nets, are you going to get anything better than Rudy for Kyrie at this point if Kyrie's just out? I don't know. Uh, does Kyrie want to play for, like, the most racist fan base, like, in America and Utah? <laughs> also don't know. BLM for sure. Um, but, I mean, I think skill-wise, I think it makes sense. I think both teams realistically, like, get better. Like, a backcourt of Donovan and Kyrie's nice. Yeah. It's a lot of offense, not a whole lot on the other end. <laughs> it's 2022. Who needs defense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think uh, DeAndre Ayton is for sure out. I've heard that he has like already basically told them that he doesn't want to come back because he, he wants a max, which is like, does he deserve a max? No, but somebody's going to give it to him. Did John Wall? <laughs> Probably not. That guy is the definition of getting them checks, man. Gordon Ward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we finish off the little NBA draft before we uh, before we get out of here? Yeah, I have a couple of sleepers in the draft that aren't projected to be like top of the top, but I think Mark Williams is going to be a very good NBA player from Duke. He's seven foot, two forty, super long arms. I my comp is Rob Williams. I feel like he can affect the game kind of in a similar way, probably not to the same extent as Robert Williams, but they're definitely similar type of players. And then my other sleeper is Christian Braun from Kansas. He's the dude. He's a good shooter, super athletic. Um, so I think he's going to be kind of like a 3 and D guy. I like both of those. Christian, uh, is it Brown? I think it's Brown, right? Uh, it's either Braun. Despite Brown. the spelling? Yeah. But he seems like he's got some attitude to him. I don't know if you guys saw the clip of him uh, yelling at front row at the final at the final four. He just yelled like "bitch" as loud as he could after a bucket, hmm. and it was like at a media member. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, um, I like Mark Williams as well. I also like Wendell Moore from Duke. Um, in the tournament, he showed a lot of boys. I think I know he's not going to go top ten, maybe not even first round. Um, but I liked his game. And then Matherin from Arizona. Um, explosive as heck um potential through the roof so keep an eye on him ethan you got any sleepers yeah not as much sleepers if i'm being honest i follow the nba way more than i do college but uh for me holmgren uh i think he's a bust uh it's just me i just don't think he's gonna pan out i think he's the next adam morrison like from gonzaga i just don't i just i don't see it uh i don't see him filling out i see him being injury prone uh, I just don't think he's going to be as impactful as, as he thinks he does. Uh, and uh, I would say, dude, I think, never know if I'm saying Ben Carroll or Ben Chero, but my boy from Chattaway, uh or from O'Day or whatever, I can't even remember. Um, yeah, O'Day. But I think, dude, I think he's nice. Like, I, like I, I watch him play, I'm like, how is this not the consensus number one pick? How is he, how is he, you know, third, fourth or whatever? Like, I think give him two, three years – I think he'll be like a top 10 player in the league. That's, that's maybe my hot take. I don't know if it's much as a sleeper as much as it is just like a strong take, but. 
I like it. Justin? Yeah, I, uh, I would take him and Jabari over Chet for sure. Um, seems like there's a consensus top three. I'm, I'm very hesitant on Chet for those same reasons. Um, just the body and the offensive game. Um, so I would take Jabari seems like he's going to average 20 in the NBA easily. Um, Paulo seems like he might have a more all around game and could kind of be that leader of a team. Whereas Jabari is maybe just more of a pure scorer from what I've seen. Um, both could be studs, but I would definitely take Chet third out of those guys. Jordan, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with, I don't know if he'll be a bust. I just don't think he'll ever pan out to like what he could be. Um, I think he'll probably be a guy that is not never an all-star, just kind of like an average big. Um, but I don't think he'll fulfill his potential like everyone's saying he might. Uh, I think, like Ethan was saying, Van Carroll's probably the most NBA-ready right now. He's like he's honestly kind of like got a Carmelo Anthony type of game, but he's like more athletic. Uh, so we'll see. And obviously Jabari Smith is a stud too. I think those two guys are definitely the best too, but we'll see. We'd love to see a Seattle kid become a stud in the NBA after uh, Tony Roten did not. So, okay. And that's going to do it for the fourth episode of the J and J talk NBA podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Ethan, for joining. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me guys. I'd love to come back whenever it's, it's a blast. For sure. Yeah. We will, uh, we'll check in with you guys again soon.